0: Welcome to Revolution Ideology. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. And in this episode, we are doing a 2021 year in review for our channel. Uh, So talking about our most popular episodes, some episodes we think are underrated that you should definitely check out. And then what is in store for 2022? What kind of content do we have? uh, Are we prepared to create for the new year?
1: Don't sound so Um, excited about it. (laughs) yeah don't sound so excited about it first first we do we want to like shout out all our new subs we don't i actually don't have the numbers in front of me how many new subscribers we have if you are a subscriber and you're watching it we appreciate you we obviously don't have a lot um, of subscribers compared to like like the big channels and our goal was never even to get big and our goal probably still is not to get big like that's not why we're here As some of you that have been with us for a long time will recall, we started the channel just for Nick and myself to have a vehicle um, to BS about what we're researching and studying and to help develop our courses that we uh, co-teach together. So this was not Mm -hmm. some sort of, um, uh, how do you say it? Um, uh, We're not like looking for, what is the term specifically? we're not clout chasing there. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking for. We're not, we're not clout chasing here. We're teachers. First and foremost, this channel, unfortunately for some of you may, may will always come secondary or tertiary. Um, but it is, it's kind of what we're looking for here, um, is, uh, a, a, a way for, especially with Nick out of town now, uh, to converse and talk about things. And we thought, uh, all of you might like to be included. So those of you that have chosen to be included in our conversations, we appreciate you
0: for sure. We published 53 new episodes in 2021, which is, I was pretty proud with that. That's one a week on average, obviously. So that's not that we didn't miss a week. There were plenty of times when we didn't release content in a week, but we averaged at least one a week. So that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Especially, like I said, I mean, given our schedule, uh, 2021 Mm -hmm. was a crazy year for everybody uh, in the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was no different for us. Obviously we had to navigate, um, uh, pandemic and work and so on and so forth. And this isn't asking for any, uh, we actually had a much easier time probably than a lot of you. So again, we appreciate you sticking with us, um, mm-hmm. and everything that happened this year. Um, but yeah, averaging one a week. That's crazy. I didn't think we did that many. Yeah. Huh. All right. All right. Let's
0: talk stats. So these these are YouTube numbers. I mean, I'm not going to say the actual numbers cause you guys can see that for yourself, but the most video, most viewed episodes that we published on YouTube for the year, the Algerian War for Independence was our number one viewed video, which I'm actually super proud of. That's awesome because I think a lot of people don't know about that, and so I'm happy that you could provide them with that history and sort of perspective there. Uh,
1: yeah, what yeah. is guerrilla warfare? Yeah. 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 yeah, No, I mean, it's cool that people are looking at it. We'll get to why it was. I mean, we can even talk about it like right now. We'll just do it in order. So mm-hmm. one of the reasons Algeria um, was popular was not only because it's somewhat of a more, uh, I guess, obscure war for independence for a lot of Western thinkers. They haven't really like dug into it and so there's probably curiosity there but one of the other major reasons is um, it was um, a scripted shorty we don't do do a lot of scripted shorties because to be blunt I I just explained why we started this channel it's for uh, Nick and myself to have like a a kind of a public forum for us to converse about our research and what we're thinking about and what we're trying to develop this was purely like an educational video so that's probably why it did so well and being a purely scripted educational video it was much more condensed than most of our episodes which uh, most of you know range from you know an hour to an to well over an hour. That was only 16 minutes, so I think for the classic YouTube audience that's just looking for like sound bites of of knowledge real quickly, I think that's probably why that one took off. It doesn't mean it sucks. I mm-hmm. really like it. I think yes, it was kind of my history, but it was Nick's editing, his images. Like I think it was pretty well put together. So anyway,
0: then we have, next up is what is guerrilla warfare, and that was actually really close in numbers to the Algerian War for Independence. And that's just me. I think it's a, it's a short one, also 10 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. That one spawned from our conversation on the Cuban Revolution. So I wanted to explain what guerrilla warfare was and sort of its you know, basic explanation. So that one was, I don't know why it was so popular, but cool. Um, and then the Black Panther is a quick history, which I did, which interestingly just got popular over the past like month. I released it a long time ago and I yeah. don't know what happened in the algorithm, but we experienced a huge uptick in views on that video for some reason, uh, which is cool. I think it's 20 minutes or something of me just talking about the black Panthers. Um, and yeah, the next is,
1: is pretty popular. Everyone should be talking about the black Panthers.
0: Right. All the time. The next one is world systems analysis where I cover the theories of Emmanuel Wallerstein. Uh, I had to create that one for one of my classes. So I think it's, it's a short, super short five minute video talking about world system analysis. And that one is one of our most popular videos for some reason. So weird. We hit a little nerve there, I guess. And then the Cuban revolution, which is the f- first one that on this list that is actually long that was you for how long was that video an hour or something 45 minutes or something
1: yeah no i mean i think it was even longer than that i think the cuban revolution was probably i mean we were pushing two or three hours i don't have it in front of me right now but yeah i mean it was it was it's essentially what I would have been teaching in a classroom. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the content there where it, where I play teacher like I would in a classroom. You're kind of a student. You're chiming in. You're giving me the sociological perspective. And And yeah, we... I guess I didn't look at how many of these views watched from beginning to end, probably not nearly as many as like clicked on it. So mm-hmm. it was like three hours long and whatever, but regardless, it's, it's still pretty nice to know that people are willing to sit down and maybe pop it in the car or whatever they're doing. Maybe on, maybe when they're working out and just like, again, just, just listen to uh, the Cuban revolution from our perspective. So sweet.
0: Right. Uh, and the last one I have on the list is the trilateral commission. Um, I think that one was probably the most popular because it appeals to both to everyone on the political spectrum, probably. Uh, no one from the right is watching our Cuban Revolution video, but the Trilateral Commission as sort of like this conspiracy, even though we talk about in the video how it's not a conspiracy at all, uh, I think it attracts people on the left and the right. So that one was popular uh, as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a super interesting topic that this this weird commission put together by like these three powerful economic entities from North America and Europe and Japan they come together uh, uh, um, using obviously all of their their vast capital to create a political organization to essentially exert their F- influence through uh, education system and it shows how much indoctrination. Um, takes place in in national education systems because of the power of the wealthy. And I think, uh, like you said, that appeals to people of all different political um, ideologies. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the following are the most popular, most downloaded episodes in podcast form. So now we're not talking about YouTube numbers anymore. This is in the podcast alone. These were the most popular episodes. Uh, the first one was the Russian Revolution, which I thought was very interesting because we have debated for years, really, whether we wanted to do that episode or not because there's so much good content on there, like the podcast Revolutions talks about the Russian Revolution extensively, etc. Um, so but we finally decided, hey, let's just do it. Uh, and it ended up being the most popular podcast episode of the year. So yeah, it's interesting.
1: extremely, we like the topic, don't get me wrong, the Russian Revolution is mm-hmm. important as to two educators that teach heavily, like revolutionary theory and history and so on. We like we know it. We just we debated for a long time because it's so oversaturated, especially of course on on left leaning um, podcasts, whether or not it was worth uh, worth it for us to kind of chime in, um, especially since some of those podcasts do it very well and some of them go into into great depth and turn it into like multi episode things that mm-hmm. they've got going on. Um, so in this case, I think we were actually in, in, in terms of the Russian revolution, one of the shorter interpretations of the, I mean, it's yeah. still hours long, but we didn't turn it into some sort of like series. So we are, um, we're definitely one of the shorter ones on the Russian revolution. So surprised it did so well.
0: And then the next most popular podcast episode was in, is anarchism an ideology? So we basically, no it was a debate between the two mm-hmm. of us, but like a faux debate really, of us debating whether or not anarchism is an ideology. For some reason, I don't know how why, but that was popular on the
1: podcast, which is kind of interesting. Um, it's, it's actually popular it on it YouTube, too, but I not as
0: popular as it was on the
1: podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good one.
0: Next is psychedelics as tools of state violence, which was a really interesting episode we did with two guest speakers, um, Jonathan and Dimitri whose Mm -hmm. expertise lie in the use of psychedelics as therapy and so forth. So that was really their episode uh, teaching us about psychedelics and the history of psychedelics and their being used as state violence and so forth. Super interesting one. So I'm glad that that was one of our most popular.
1: We were just really, in this case, our channel was just more or less a a platform so that we can get these two experts on Mm -hmm. and have them teach us really is what it was. I'm surprised though um, on this one in that both, uh, in the podcast form and on YouTube, um, that the psychedelics as tools of state violence was always more popular than psycho psychedelics as possibilities for liberation. Like more people mm-hmm. were interested in how the state uses them to control right. rather than how we can use them to liberate ourselves. I did think that was interesting distinction, both in YouTube and on the podcast apps. So.
0: Yeah, we did that as a two-part series, like Jared said. So the first one was psychedelics as tools of state violence, and the second episode was psychedelics as potential tools for liberation. And like, as Jared mentioned, the second one was not as popular as the first, either on the podcast or on YouTube. The next most popular uh, podcast episode was the Cuban Revolution, so popular on YouTube and in the podcast uh, world. And then we had the Mexican War for Independence. That was popular on the podcast, which I was actually happy about, too. That was mm-hmm. you going through the episode of, or not the episode, the history of the Mexican War for Independence. And then finally, the last one I have on the list is the real Lord of the Flies, which is kind of interesting. We talk about the story of the teenage boys getting stranded on the island in real life and what ended up happening to them uh, in contrast to the you know fictional Lord of the Flies. So I actually like that episode a lot. I think it's interesting. Glad yeah, to see it was a good popular one, on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, some bigger channels, I noticed, continue to do that story. I, in fact, mm-hmm. I, it popped up on my feed a, a couple of weeks ago, a, a, another bigger channel. I don't remember what it was called. Already had mm-hmm. had this story on there as well. So I don't mm-hmm. know. People are picking up on it.
0: Now, this is a list of the most underrated episodes that we think that don't have the views that they should Uh, because we like them. I think that it's good stuff. The first one we agreed on was imagined communities. So we did an episode talking essentially about that entire idea of how our communities are invented and imagined and stories are created to justify them and legitimate them and so forth. That's a really good one, I think. Um, And you obviously agree. Uh, Thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not just that our Interpretation of imagined communities is is good. We're we're just a couple of dudes. Um, I I think the fact that a lot of people aren't looking for it shows how underrated Benedict Anderson's ideas are Mm -hmm. um, because those aren't our ideas. That's our analysis of Benedict Anderson. So I think that's the most frustrating part. So
0: next we have the stimulus struggle, which Jared led us through the theories of Desmond Morris. yeah I mean I this, don't know is, what else to say. this
1: is the most disappointing one because I do. I, I, I am attached to this this his theories of stimulus struggle. I think I think they're mm-hmm. fire. And I and I do think like um, the stuff on the trilateral commission, this crosses like political boundaries. doesn't matter true, if you're right yeah. or left or whatever, everybody, everybody can get down with what Desmond Morris is trying to say about, um, stimulus struggle in modern society. Uh, obviously people go left or right or up the middle, depending on how they want to react to their stimulus struggle, but everybody is engaging with the stimulus struggle constantly. And the fact that it is the inspiration for the later stuff of, of Teddy K, I think that's why I was so disappointed that, um, that it uh, that it didn't do as well. Um, again, mm-hmm. I think it's I I do think it's awesome. Uh, we don't agree with everything Desmond Morris is. If you want more details, you can listen to the episode where we critique Morris as more of an animal behavioralist and and applying that to humanity. There are definitely some giant holes there, but the stimulus struggle part, fire.
0: Then we have two that we really liked, um, where we broke down the ideas of biology. Srinivasan, who is currently working on a book. I think the book itself is titled "The Network State," and this is his idea of, you know, an evolution of the state powered by blockchain technology and network technology, et cetera, that can be uh, exist in the cloud and so forth. Uh, So he wrote a few essays and asked for critique and feedback and so forth. And so we did two episodes on that, where we one's called "The Network Union," and one is called "How to Start a Country." And so we talk about his ideas and critique them. And uh, we both really enjoyed that exercise. Well, I
1: mean, so. it's, it's, it was really more you. You're definitely more up on, on the technological world than me. You were kind of leading the charge mm-hmm. there. But here's my biggest, my, my, my sadness with these two episodes as to why I think they're underrated is we have another episode that that's in the same spirit where Nick merely uses his expertise to explain um, to the audience what is a DAO. And that one did very well. So it kind of shows that even with this new emerging tech, some of the other things we talk about more people are concerned with how they can use this tech to perpetuate the systems um, and ideologies as they exist now, whereas the network union and how to start a country are two that offer us opportunities to use technology to challenge the state or to challenge the current systems. And those didn't do as well as the one that um, is merely seeking to perpetuate capitalism uh, as it exists now. So I think that's the disappointing part for me. Mm hmm.
0: Um, And then finally, we had an episode titled On Education, which was actually a result of one of our listeners uh, really asking us our perspective on the education system, etc. And so we decided just to answer their question in episode form. So we did an entire episode of our perspective on the education system and how people are educated in the United States and so forth, which I really liked.
1: Uh, so yeah, no, I thought it was, that's one of my favorites too. So you're, you're definitely like your all of your, 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 your expertise is in sociology. So when you, when you do social theory on this, up, you're an expert. And when I do history, I'm an expert, fine, but we're definitely both experts on education. And so I think mm-hmm. our interpretation like that, that one, I do feel like, you know, was definitely underrated because that's something that, that I think we can use, um, people could use, um, in different ways, but.
0: Right. Okay, now let's do an inventory of the topics that last year, this time when we did this episode, we said we were going to talk about, let's talk about whether or not we actually did episodes on them or not. So the first one was me wanting to do an episode on Antonio Gramsci, Um, and at the time I was working on a book about Gramsci's life, and since then I've ceased working on the book because I'm bored with it for right now, but I do have so much research that I would love to put that into an episode. But at this point, I have so much research that it's going to be so much work to put it into episode form that I just haven't done it. And so we didn't do that. We failed on that one. We didn't talk about Antonio Gramsci, but I still would like to someday. Um, The next one is the Russian Revolution. We did that. You uh, obviously we have that episode. Um, We wanted to do an analysis of the film, Judas and the Black Messiah. We did that, though initially we didn't. And then Dante called us out on it. And so then we did. And he and Stefan came on and did the episode with us. Can so we, we add that also
1: like, to the underrated as well? Yeah, now that's that true. I think about it. We had two excellent guests on there, mm-hmm. um, with, um, expertise on the, uh, topic specifically, right. Of Fred Hampton. And, uh, and we, uh, we definitely think that episode needs a, a couple of more clicks for sure.
0: Uh, we did the Mau Mau. You did, we did a whole series on the Mau Mau rebellion, which was awesome. Cold war. We did not do war on drugs. We did not do, um, i mean that's what those are the topics that like yeah we we know that history but we're not super passionate about it and there's so much other stuff out there that yeah we never I mean, got there's an entire
1: to. channel called cold war and to be blunt i've watched a couple of the episodes and, and i don't know i can't remember his name off the dude's good i mean he's good and, mm-hmm. and he's got great graphics and like so he he's good like his whole channel is the cold war so
0: uh then nihilism i wanted to talk about nihilism basically and we did do that we started the series on nihilism I don't even know how many episodes we have now. I think if we count the series on Camus, we're up to like eight or nine or something episodes yep. on nihilism. And we're going to continue that in 2022 for sure. I wanted to talk about the Situationists, so Guy Debord, et cetera, in French, the anarchist sort of collective there. We didn't do that, but I do want to do it in 2022. I didn't get around to it, but I still have that on the list. And then we wanted to talk about the revolutionary potential of art, at least I did, and we didn't do that either. So we succeeded in some places and failed in others, but that's just the nature of how this is going to go down because, you know, we've always, we've never wanted to really force ourselves to do anything. We just do what's interesting to us at the time. So what we want to do at the beginning of the year doesn't always happen throughout the year because our interests change as we read things and et cetera. So now let's transition to plans for 2022. This is what we have planned, but as you just learned, uh, we probably will not do all of these things, but this is what at least we think right now uh, in January. Bullshit. Everyone
1: on this and more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Max Stirner. If you don't know who Max Stirner is, he was a German philosopher in the 1800s that I have been deep, deep, deep into researching, God, I guess, for the more, I mean, in the last year, more than a year at this point. Um and I really, really want to do an episode on Max Stirner's ideas. Uh, so hopefully that will here. happen in 2022.
1: What? You've been taking German classes? What? Mach like German? Stirner? Yeah, just the way you pronounce it. It's so good. It is. It's really not good. that hard. Whatever. <laughs> That's an sounds easy one. Right? Yeah, it sounds good. Like like you've been taking German classes. You're eating, eating worst now. and uh, <laughs> God, good. I wish. <laughs> so yeah that's coming
0: i hope in 2022 uh, i'll have enough time to put that together if you know anything about Max Stirner, you know that his it's a lot so that's why it's taking me so long to digest uh, but we'll get there situationists like i mentioned i want to do specifically society of the spectacle by guy Debord, uh which is basically their foundational text though i do think that the revolution of everyday life whose uh, author escapes me at the moment but anyways that one's also good But definitely we're going to do Society of the Spectacle. That's going to happen. So uh, that's coming. More on nihilism, like I said, we're going to continue that. Uh, Stirner actually is in the nihilism series. We kind of skipped and went to Camus somehow. Uh, But we're going to keep doing nihilism, uh, whether we do Nietzsche or whatever. I don't know what's going to happen, where it'll lead us, but we're going to continue that thread. We're actually not done with Albert Camus, even though we've done The Myth of Sisyphus and so many episodes on The Rebel I'm not ready to leave all of his stuff yet. I actually want to talk about, I want to might do an episode on his play. Uh, it's titled The Just, or sometimes The Just Assassins, um, where he talks about revolutionary socialists, terrorist assassins, basically. I mean, he to talk about them. It's a play uh, that dramatizes their story, which is really interesting. So I might want to talk about that. And then an extension of Camus, I want to talk about Thomas Nagel's essay, The Absurd. Um, which I actually have my notes ready. So that'll be in the near future. He basically, if you don't know who Thomas Nagel is, he's an American philosopher that's really popular for his work in philosophy of mind. His most popular essay, I think, is what is it like to be a bat? Uh, Actually, we should do an episode on that too. That'd be cool. We'll do that too. Yeah, I'm not familiar with
1: it at all. You'd have to do, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you'd
0: like it because we constantly talk about animal consciousness and stuff. And that's basically what he's talking about, philosophy of mind stuff. So you would like that. But But he also writes wrote an essay it's a paper that he presented called the absurd where he takes a uh, issue with kind of how Camus characterizes the absurd nagel agrees that our existence is absurd for kind of different reasons and it's really interesting it's, it's not that long it's like a 13 page essay or something so we'll talk about that um yeah i think that's really all i have planned for the year obviously we'll do way more stuff but those are the big buckets i think for me that i know at least are on the
1: timeline what about you Well, I mean, feel free, uh, listeners to, uh, read between the lines with all this content on nihilism as to where our heads are at right now, but, um, (laughs) you know, you know, all right. So for me, I mean, based on what I just said, I mean, there's going to be, so first, first is I want to do a couple of, um, condensed scripted shorties, um, on specific historical events and things that, that I research and obviously know a lot about for two reasons. A, um, I actually, really just for one reason, uh, given the fact that, that the world is what it is at this point um, between 2020 and 2021, uh, we are teach- I'm teaching more and more online. So it's easier if I just put some of these nice little, little, little shorty videos into my online classes and it's just helpful for, for, them, to be able to, for, for them to be able to take down like the Algerian uh, War for Independence in 16 minutes. So when I make those, um, I do plan on uh, also publishing them on the, on the main channel. So there'll be more of those in theory second thing i want to do though like for the channel and what our conversations are about myself and nick here is why do all of the numerous pop culture critiques um of totalitarian capitalism and nationalism and statism and technocratic society why do they continue to fall on deaf ears i shouldn't say they completely fall on deaf ears most critics and 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 engaged viewers you know Pick up what what the uh, producers or directors or actors are, are are dropping. They they do pick up on it, but then like there's no action. Um. And so we want to do a series of episodes or at least one episode um, answering that question and really probably not doing a whole lot of heavy like philosophical, sociological, or historical research on that, but just talking about our, ourselves and like why we think that's the case because it's not new. Uh, I mean, obviously we, you know, the, the, the most recent version of this is uh, Don't Look Up, right? Like it was a great film and and it's very critical and it's very on the nose and it has a lot of awesome things to say. And yet like nothing will, nothing will change, right? Like it is mm-hmm. basically, again, Hollywood, would flipping us the bird you're all dummies and we're like yeah i I get it i get it but i'm still going to be a dummy and so we want to we want to talk about why that's the case why we're so comfortable remaining um dumb even when we know we're dumb and even when people are telling us we're dumb i don't know if the word dumb is correct i probably could use something either um more abrasive or less abrasive i don't know but whatever it's what came to mind Mm -hmm. anything on that
0: no yeah i agree like i think we you and i have had this conversation so many times right like There are so many good pieces of art, specifically Mm -hmm. films you and I discuss all the time that critique, you know, it's not that they're all anti-capitalist, but they critique this exploitation and imperialism and so forth from Star Wars to like Avatar. I just watched with my daughter uh, on New Year's for her for the first time or don't look up or like there's so many of these examples that you know, like you said, everyone's aware of the message, but no one really takes action. It doesn't really inspire people to do things. Yeah. I mean, we could
1: do this all day. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Like we're laughing at ourselves and I guess that's, well, I'll save commentary for the actual episode. Anyway, Mm -hmm. next one I want to think about is uh our fascination with the end of days or the apocalypse this isn't novel societies um ranging back to like the first states all have um literature on on apocalypses and and people hoping for them in one way or another some of those of course end up becoming world religions unfortunately um but uh, people have been thinking about the end of days for a very long time. However, in modern society, again, our modern nationalistic, capitalistic, technocratic society and industrial societies. It, I don't even know that it's more prevalent. It's, but it is more cross philosophical, if that makes sense. So oftentimes, mm-hmm. those of days scenarios were were strict to a certain philosophy, ideology, or we'll just call them religions at the time. Now it seems to be so prevalent that that again, just like we talked about um, in the prior topic, it is it's a pop culture phenomenon, right? And that everybody can attest to. It doesn't matter if you're right, left, centrist, you've watched or engaged in, or in, and probably enjoyed some sort of apocalyptic literature, film, or game. And 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 we want to understand why. And we want to think about why. A brief preview is we argue that we all deeply down inside know things are dire, and um, we're looking for some sort of escape, and that's our fascination. Um, but we want to explore that. And for that one, we'll probably, again, rely mostly on both myself and Nick's observations, but also we'll probably dig into a little bit of research on that one. So... Mm-hmm. Um, And then finally, um, based on all of the above that I just got done talking about, um, (laughs) not just, of course, apocalyptic literature, end of days, not just, of course, uh, not being able to handle critiques about our current um, society, or maybe not even just not handle them, not react properly to them, um, or nihilism, all of these things um, have got me asking the question, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us as a species and and as individuals? I mean, I guess... Mm -hmm what rational species continues to do irrational things the most irrational things uh, obviously at the peak of this is destroying its own home right like what what what's wrong with us how did we get here so we used to explore ideas of human nature when this first this this channel first started because we were exploring um the ideas for uh courses we were teaching i think on stateless society and we wanted to talk about human nature um just myself and Nick and the research we had done. Well, back then I was uh, a little bit more optimistic about human nature. I was looking for the good and the possibility for what's next. But last year and a half, man, 2021, 2022, or 2021, 2020, uh, our reaction to something horrific has got me really questioning that. So we want to re-explore, like, what what the fuck's wrong with us? And mm-hmm. so uh, that's what we're uh, that's what we're after.
0: Oh, another episode that I thought of that we don't have listed here because I just thought of it is we're for sure going to do an episode on exiting the United States and why and what that's like, because I have now direct experience uh, doing that. So we'll definitely have that at some point also. That's it. What else? Anything? What's the best really movie you watched in 2021?
1: Uh, they're all instantly forgettable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a mean thing to say, because I know people work hard on them. And I don't think it's instantly forgettable. I think it's the amount. I think it's the narcotizing dysfunction. Like you just watch so much content, especially during pandemics and stuff like that. Like I've just consumed so much more media than I ever have in the last year and a half, two years that I don't, I I don't even know that any single one has like stuck out to me as amazing or awesome. Um, Like I
0: actually started a project last year. I made a list of like the 100 greatest films of all time, and I was dedicated to watching them all. And I think I watched like five of them and then got bored and started watching other movies, but not because they're not good. They're like amazing. And that's why they're the greatest movies of all time and most influential films in film history, etc. But I actually am going to try to finish that list this year. So we'll see.
1: We'll see what Um. happens. So you have me thinking, like shows how cliche it is. I'm going back to what did I ever, what did I physically add to like my Netflix my list, mm-hmm. right? What did I? Because I don't add things I want to watch. I add things I loved on it, right? Like some people use it to mm-hmm. to, to like this is what I want to watch. I don't do that. I only watch. Th- <laughs> I only add things, and I really didn't add that much to that list. Um, mm-hmm. This year, I mean, the the series on on MJ, right? But that's like, that's not deeper. Like, it's just right. like, I I grew up as a Michael Jordan Stan. So, you know, it was cool watching that. Right. Um, And uh, and I'm trying to think of, of anything else. I think first they killed my father, but I don't remember if I had, had that within the last year or even before that. You know, the the it was a great, great film uh, that I do think stemmed from a book on the Khmer Rouge and the killing fields in Cambodia. I thought that was actually mm-hmm. a really well-done film. That one sticks out in my mind. Uh, and don't look up. That was pretty good. I mean, even though again, it's on the nose and it's wildly popular and I'm not blowing any Mm -hmm. minds by choosing some obscure, like foreign film or something. I thought it was good. That was a good mood.
0: So I actually do have a film that I watched last year that was really, really good, but I don't want to talk about it right here because we'll be here forever, but maybe we'll do an episode on it. I'll have you watch it, but I don't want to talk about it here. We'll talk about it and then see if we want to do an episode. Okay. That's now my new favorite film just because it was in my opinion, so well done, but and it's obscure no one's ever heard of it guaranteed okay but we'll do that later anything else
1: well i mean no i don't let's see uh what else what else in the last year no i mean not 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 pertaining to this channel i think we're good yeah i I just want to end
0: with again echoing jared's comments that he started with just saying thank you thank you for anyone who's watching this and who has watched any of our episodes or if you're listening on the podcast thank you for listening and listening to our episodes and definitely a huge thank you to anyone that has chosen to support us on patreon it's a huge inspiration for us even though like jared said we have little numbers our goal has never been to have a, a massive subscriber uh list yeah but, this so the few not of job. you that have actually chosen to give us your hard-earned money on a monthly basis uh, i don't think we can thank you enough i'm nick
1: i'm um, jared i was about to hey. add something else but like like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so one more thing one more thing i want to add as we're trying to as we're trying to do the outro here real quick for listeners and subscribers you'll know that a couple of our favorite episodes or underrated episodes were actually collabs we are looking for those so if you have a cool topic that you are an expert on and you feel like you need a platform to get it out there to our whatever couple hundred viewers a couple thousand subscribers or whatever whatever we're sitting at right now feel free to hit us up because we really enjoyed it. We had a couple of nice collabs in the last couple of years, one on one with, with, uh, on Buddhism and then the psychedelics and then, of course, um, Fred Hampton. So like, if you have something really cool and you have the research and the backing to, to really put it together, we are down for some collabs. So hit us up.
0: Yeah, 100%. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please leave us a rating in your podcast app. That will help more listeners discover our show. Also know that we have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes and other videos that we create. Just search for Revolution and Ideology in YouTube. If you really enjoy what we do and would like to support us further, you can do so at patreon.com revolutionandideology revolution and ideology. Many thanks to our Patreon supporters who keep us motivated to create content. You can find more information on our website at revolutionandideology.com.